0: We'll talk about Louisville offering Shane Hollywood hooks and that recruitment on today's episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. What is going on everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Alton Pence. I want to thank you all again for making Locked On, the Louisville, your first listen of the day every single day. And just a reminder that the show is free five days a week, your team every day. All about college football transfer portal talk on today's episode of the show. We just said that uh, Kevin Coleman Jr. was the first Jackson statewide receiver transferred to head to Louisville. Could there be another one? The Cardinals recently on Wednesday offered... Jackson State's leading receiver from last year, Shane Hollywood-Hooks. We'll talk about that recruitment. We'll also talk about the newest commitment for Jeff Brom's team, Houston offensive lineman uh, Trevante Sylvester. And then to conclude the show, we'll talk about Louisville reaching out and offering JUCO tight end Dallin Bentley. So as I mentioned, a lot of transfer portal talk to discuss on today's episode of the show. Most notably, wide receiver uh, from Jackson State, shane hollywood hooks originally had committed to mississippi and then in late april decided to reopen his recruitment and since then has gotten a ton of high division one interest um you look at some of these offers that he's had uh utah has reached out he actually visited utah mississippi state auburn um central florida arkansas so on and so forth but nonetheless Louisville reached out and offered on Wednesday. According to 24-7 Sports, back on May 15th when they released this, he was ranked as the 11th best available transfer in the country. Um, Now, granted, this list hasn't been updated yet because Keon Coleman uh, committed to Florida State. He was ranked number two. But I say that to say this. He is obviously a highly coveted player in the portal As it stands, and having talked about Keon Coleman, that's another player that Louisville went out and tried to recruit. So it shows, uh, I think it shows this. There's not necessarily a glaring need that Louisville has ahead of next season. I I guess you could argue that tight end is a glaring need, and I would entertain that discussion and possibly agree with you there. But as it pertains to the rest of the roster, there's not necessarily a ton of glaring needs. And that is a testament to how well Jeff Brom and company have done through the transfer portal, not uh, having a ton of turnover via the portal, um, retaining the majority of the Flyville 23 class, so on and so forth. And with the, the very favorable schedule that is awaiting the Cardinals in the fall, this is the opportunity to essentially go all in. And try to create some magic in Jeff Brom's first season. And it looks like he's trying to do just that. I mean, he was one of the big winners of the Spring Portal session. And it's not done yet. With the remaining scholarships we saw, it's all about addressing depth. It's increasing that insurance depth via position. And it's also kind of creating some, you know, momentum for the future. And the guy that they just added Trevante Sylvester, I think is an opportunity for Louisville to build for the future as well. Um, But nonetheless, they got Brady Allen earlier this week. Um, Didn't necessarily need a starting quarterback, but they increased depth, added some insurance to a position that kind of has some question marks, but nonetheless, Louisville seems to be going after, um, you know, players, not only the best avail- best available players, but also players that might be able to increase depth at certain positions, um, tight end, defensive line, linebacker, you name it. Wide receiver is an interesting position because Jeff Brom Company did a great job of addressing this over the past couple months. I mean, you talk about the Flyville 23 guys, you did lose out on DeAndre Moore, which I think was going to happen regardless of who the head coach was. But Julia McLean, William Faust, Kataris Hicks, um, you know, joined the program. And also the transfer portal, Kevin Coleman Jr. from Jackson State, uh, the Sun Belt wide receiver of the year, Georgia State's um, Jamari Thrash. You also have Jaden Thompson from Cincinnati, Jimmy Callaway from Tennessee you did a great job of addressing the wide receiver position, but it seems like Louisville's trying to go all in on just completely overturning this position from last year to this year. Um, Louisville was interested in Keon Coleman. They offered Coleman, um, and now they have offered Shane Hollywood Hooks, and this is an interesting opportunity because um, Hollywood Hooks is a player that led Jackson State in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns a season ago. Kevin Coleman Jr. was third on the team for reference in receiving yards. He had uh, hooks, had 64 catches, 748 yards, and 10 touchdowns to his um, campaign in 2022. And he averaged 11.7 yards per catch. The six foot four, two hundred and five pound native of Orlando, Florida, has played two seasons at Jackson State. Uh, like I said, committed to an SEC program before ultimately opening opening back up is his recruitment, and now more programs are trying to get involved and rightfully so. He is obviously a very talented player. When you watch his game, I, I don't like doing this. But I, I see some parallels between him and potentially a player like um like a Devontae Parker, maybe not necessarily on that level. Um, but you talk about a guy like Jamari Staples, um, some other guys. I'm trying to think of another player that uh would would kind of fit that role. Um, Seth Dawkins is another player, maybe a more explosive Seth Dawkins. I think more more so along the lines of Jamari Staples if that name rings a bell to you played for Louisville um, under Bobby Petrino, um, what he was able to do statistically for Louisville might necessarily might not necessarily, um, you know prove to adequately, describe how good he was but essentially a taller receiver that utilizes his athleticism to his advantage obviously Shane Hollywood Hooks six foot four um has a very underrated deceptive speed about his game uh can definitely uh turn on the Jets in the second level of the defense you give him room to run and I mean, it, it, it's a tough go for opposing defenders if that's the case. You can't give him a lot of space to operate. Solid route runner for his size. Um, I don't necessarily think he would be one of the most explosive guys on Louisville's team next season, but he does feel something that he does feel a need that or feel a role that you don't necessarily have. You don't necessarily have that taller receiver, um, or maybe maybe not necessarily a guy that can fill that role for next season. Um, Jamari Thrash, what, 6'1", 6'2". Uh, Kevin Coleman Jr. is a slot guy. Um, Jimmy Callaway, Jaden Thompson, um, more so alike of Jamari Thrash rather than um, Shane Hooks. And then you have Amari Huggins. Bruce, who is in the slot... Um, so, needless to say, I think Louisville has a lot of guys that um, are speed guys, but they don't have that uh, taller, more athletic uh, wide receivers that can uh, be big time um, threats near the goal line in the red zone. Whenever there's jump ball situations, he does a great job of winning those jump balls. Well, like I said, you can't underlook the, uh, or you can't overlook, I should say, you can't overlook the. Route running, the ability to create separation, the ability to change directions very quickly, um, his ability to not only high point the football, but also just be able to um, blow by defenders as well after the catch, I think, is very interesting. Go watch his highlight tape. Um, Now, granted, you have to question the level of competition, um, but if you are... Stating that you believe that Kevin Coleman Jr. is good enough to play at Louisville. Well, then obviously you're saying that Shane Hollywood Hooks is also good enough to play at Louisville, considering that he had a better season than Kevin Coleman Jr. did last season. Now, granted, Kevin Coleman Jr. a true freshman, Shane Hooks a senior. So, you know, obviously there is a difference in age there. Um, but nonetheless, I think that this will make sense for Louisville because it shows that the Cardinals are pushing all of their chips in to the center of the table and saying, You know what? All in. And they're trying to take advantage of this favorable schedule. Now, I think granted, just because they offer doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be a serious contender in this recruitment. They still have to go out, and I think that uh, the ability to secure a visit would be big time. I'm not necessarily sure of how long this recruitment is going to go. I mean, it is May 18th, so there's not a ton of time for Hooks to uh, be able to deliberate on a decision, considering that um, you know fall camp is just a couple months away, and I would assume that a decision sooner rather than later would probably be wise because of you know you, the ability to have time to get acclimated, um, things of that nature, get um, get what's the word, get enrolled. I'm not sure why that escaped my mind. Get enrolled in summer classes, so on and so forth. But regardless. I think that Hooks is a player that could go from the FCS level and be able to transition into the Power 5 level seamlessly, kind of like a Kevin Coleman Jr., uh, but this will be a huge addition for the Cardinals. Um, I think that that goes without saying. He's probably a player that if if he were to be added onto the team, I think that he is a starter alongside Jamari Thrash and one of Kevin Coleman Jr. or Amari Huggins-Bruce. So that's something to look forward to. I think it's all going to be a matter of is he going to schedule a visit to Louisville? If he does that, I think that Louisville is squarely in the mix in this recruitment. If he does not, I find it tough to believe that they're going to be serious contenders. And I think it all um, comes down to that, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on what happens. So we'll continue to monitor this recruitment, but at this time, it's Tom. Ta- it's, it's Tom. It's time to talk about a new commit for the Louisville Cardinals. That is. Houston offensive lineman Travante Sylvester. We'll talk about what he brings to the Cardinals program here. Before we do that, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the place to go for the best shorts and pants whether it's fit comfort or versatility bird dogs has you covered i feel like i look better and feel great wearing bird dogs their stretchy fabric makes my legs look great and they're comfier than my other shorts and pants and like i mentioned the versatility is off the charts from wearing them on the golf course to a meeting hanging out with friends they fit every occasion for example brett kreischer wakes up wearing his bird dogs at his lake house. He goes for a swim, he smokes a cigar, he grills burgers and chills with his family, all in the shorts he associates with in the summer. That is bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college when you enter the promo code Locked On College. They'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every every order. Once again, that's birddogs.com/slash locked on college while entering the promo code Locked On College. So moving right on along into the second segment of the show, discussing the newest Louisville football commitment that is Houston offensive lineman Travante Sylvester. Sylvester, 6'5", 230-pound offensive tackle from Bro Bridge, uh, Louisiana, actually started out as a defensive lineman prospect in college, um, or going into college and transition into an offensive lineman. Um, enrolled at the University Houston was a mid three-star level prospect as the 762nd. Uh I'm sorry. Let's see. That's the that's the transfer rankings. Um as a prospect, he was a three-star level um Defensive end, 98th ranked strong side defensive end coming out of high school, 79th best prospect in the state of Louisiana. So, um, Trevante Sylvester mainly played in a backup role for the Cougars this past season. Um, he had, let's see, I think he played in, I need to see where that, um, he played in 114 snaps, 12 games, um, 72 snaps on special teams, did not allow one sack or quarterback hit in any of the opportunities, spent three years uh, with Houston, has three years of eligibility, was committed to California, actually earlier in May, and then decommitted and re. Not recommitted. He didn't recommit to Louisville. He committed to Louisville. He is the second Houston offensive lineman to commit to the Cardinals program to join Lance Robinson. Um, So what can we expect from this commitment for Louisville? Well, I think what one thing that people are saying is, well, how much of a commitment or how much does this commitment move the needle for the Cardinals? And I think that that's a fair question because, you know, uh, sort of an underrated guy or a guy that wasn't rated highly coming out of high school, switched positions, um, you know, switched going from the defensive side to the offensive side of the ball. And then you look at where he's ranked as a transfer right now, um, you know, really, really low ranked as a transfer. Um, I think that if you're looking for, Uh, Sylvester to be a starter next season I'm not necessarily sure that that's going to happen I think that this makes sense for Louisville for a couple different reasons number one you've already addressed the starting needs I think that you know you went out and you got Eric Miller Lance Robinson Willie Tyler Vincent Lemia, John Paul Flores so on and so forth you've added A lot of offensive line help via the transfer portal, and you went out and you did it again. Granted, I think that this does a couple things. Number one, it increases depth. One thing that we've learned for Louisville over the past couple of seasons dating back to Bobby 2.0 is you need to make sure you have that depth on the offensive side of the football in the trenches. Um, We've seen Louisville football when the offensive line help hasn't been there. And we've seen it when it has been there. Um, And I have to say, probably along with everybody else, I like the latter in that situation. Um, I do think that Louisville has addressed the depth. I think that they've addressed the the starting position. I like where the position group is at currently. Um, But I think that this is a good depth add. You have a player that succeeded in the opportunities that he was given at Houston last season. Um, And then obviously he played special teams as well. And you have to have, you know, 11 guys that play special teams on offense at a time. And you have to have 11 guys that play special teams on defense at a time. So um, it fills a role. Um, What the ceiling of this addition is, I don't know. What I will say is I also like this addition because unlike some of the other offensive line additions that they made over the past couple months, this seems like a long-term play. Eric Miller, Willie Tyler, Lance Robinson, Vincent Lumia, John Paul Flores, all of those guys are, I believe, going to be one-year guys grad transfers stop gaps for the position short-term answers for a position that you like to have longevity at but sometimes especially with the transfer portal sometimes that that's not necessarily easy to do but um trevante Sylvester has three years of eligibility remaining and i like that you know, maybe Jeff Brom looks at this situation, Richard Owens looks at this and says, we don't have a lot of starting opportunity to go out there and pitch to a player. But what we could do is say, why don't you come be a valuable backup this season, which Louisville still needs to address depth, and I think that they have done that entirely now, and next season... There is a lot of opportunity to start at almost every single position on the offensive line. Now, granted, I think that uh, he projects as one of the tackles rather than as an interior offensive lineman. But you, I think you could see a situation where it's like, okay, Sylvester's not a guy who's going to be a starter this year. But next year, but the next year after that, the next year, after well, not the next year after that, because he only has three years available. So I apologize. But the next year and the next year, after this upcoming season, you're now seeing they're like, Okay, this makes sense because you need some guys waiting in the wings to take over in 2024. It's easier said than done, trying to replace a whole starting five up front in the trenches. And unfortunately, that might be something that Lobo has to do in 2024. So I like the play for the future number two and this is interesting he grew up and played high school ball as a defensive lineman and he's now transitioning into an offensive lineman in college last year was his best season perhaps this is a situation where richard owens jeff they're sitting there thinking i like the potential here you know he's still raw as a prospect raw as an offensive lineman there has to be some growth there you know we have the starting offensive lineman in place, so he has the time to learn. But, you know, maybe the trajectory is hopefully to get him to be a starter in 2024. And I think that's a little bit of a different situation. That's where this makes sense. Regardless if that's the intention or not, I, I think that um, I'm perfectly fine adding another offensive lineman with the, with the spots available. Like I said, there's not a glaring need. So going out and saying, hey, let's just continue to address depth. Fine by me, especially if it's valuable depth that has played, um, you know, a significant time over the past year. So I I, I like this addition. I think that Trevante Sylvester, um, there's a lot of potential to work with there. And I'm interested to see what his role is going to be with this team in 2023. So, um, but like I mentioned, not done talking about the transfer portal yet. Louisville still looking to address potentially the glaring need of the offseason currently that is tight end. Wobble has offered Dallin Bentley. We'll talk about um, what Bentley could bring to this program here in just a second. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making Locked on the Louisville your first listen every day. Just a reminder, every day is you can find this podcast free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. The next episode of the show, there's going to continue to be more college football talk. Um, Louisville has scheduled some more official visits. James Madison II, four-star wide receiver, has scheduled his visit. Um, there has been some more players, uh, more four-star guys that have, have scheduled visits. So we'll talk about that on the next episode of the show. But to conclude, um, we're gonna talk about the one position that you might be able to look at and say, yeah, that's probably the glaring need that Louisville still needs to address. That's tight end. The Cardinals just reached out and offered Dallin Bentley. Dallin Bentley uh played at the JUCO ranks. Um and I think that this is a situation to where um I think you have to bet on, you know, or you have to bank on scouting from a collegiate staff because the the, the statistics aren't going to wow you. He had eight catches for 114 yards and two touchdowns last season for Snow College. That's in Utah. Since he has entered the portal, he's gotten offers from New Mexico, San Diego State, and Louisville. Just got an offer from California. So California and Louisville have seemed to offer the same tight end prospects over the past handful of weeks or so. Um, But nonetheless... You wonder if this is uh if this is a a situation to where um you know is this more of a desperation move on the lowest part because they're learning or I'm sorry, they're they're you know, they're running out of options, or is this one where they think, hey, we think he could be a solid piece for this team? And I honestly think it's the latter, uh, because we've seen that Jeff Rom's not going to offer someone just to offer someone. Um, I think that he's being very selective with his offers. Uh, Bentley, six foot five, two hundred and fifty-five pound, JUCO All-American. I think um, gives you the potential. Obviously, look, I, I I think that with Louisville offering back just a couple days ago, um, you know, with tight ends still being a position of need. I, I mean, I think that you know, you watch the film there for for Bentley, and, and it's hard to sort of project um how big of a role he's going to play at the power five level but i think that this probably makes sense for Louisville for a couple of different reasons number one that is the elephant in the room that is the glaring need at tight end you lose des melton to the portal you lose francis sherman to the portal jamari johnson's a true freshman you have some other guys that have battled injury there's not a lot of numbers in the tight end room currently um so they're going to have to add a guy maybe two guys to the tight ends room so um this is a situation to where I think Dallin Bentley fits what Louisville's looking for, a guy that moves well for his size, a guy that can still block off the edge as well. Um, the main thing is you have to bank on the um, the trajectory, the, you know, the coaching scouting. Now, granted, it makes me feel a little better that Deion Sanders has offered, uh, San Diego State has offered, so on and so forth. Granted, there's not a ton of um you know D1 interest it seems at the moment. But from what we've seen in game footage, he looks like he moves well for his size, does a good job of you know high pointing the football with that size, um, ability to sneak into the pockets of space, into the you know the secondary, into that defensive backfield. So um does make you wonder. Now granted I, I think that um I-, I think I would be comfortable you know, having Dallin Bentley commit to Louisville because number one, at the very least, it's a depth piece. Whether or not he projects to be a starter or not, you still have to have numbers in that tight ends room just in case if injuries were to happen, if guys struggle with the scholarships remaining, sometimes it might not necessarily be wise to, you know, gamble and roll the dice on sort of a, short manned position group and it seems like that's kind of where tight end is at the moment I think that there's talent in that room but at the end of the day if you have scholarships remaining if you feel like he could you know play a role for your team whether that just be special teams whether it be in situations to where you know you go out and you say hey look we believe in this offensive system. We believe that it can maximize the skill set of a guy who might not necessarily have that production to his name. Look at what Purdue was able to do with Charlie Jones um, last season. What Jeff Brom, Brian Brom, were able to do with Charlie Jones, a guy that didn't necessarily have a lot of production. We turned him into an All-American. Let's see if we could do that with another diamond in the rough. And I almost guarantee that's probably the line of thinking and the amount of confidence that Braum and company have in their ability to coach up players and get them to buy in and play into this system. So it'll be interesting to see how well this recruitment goes for Louisville. See if they can get him on a visit. So transfer portal stuff, not done yet for Louisville. There still are some scholarships remaining. We'll see if the Cardinals can land uh Shane hooks. Let's see if the Cardinals can land Dallin Bentley. Um, To recap, Trevante Sylvester seems like a play for the future, but also could serve as meaningful depth this season. But overall, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Locked On, the Louisville podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you right back here very soon.